Every sport has their big, juicy controversy. Boxing has the Mike Tyson ear bite. Cycling has Lance Armstrong. Baseball has its steroid era. Curling has... Broomgate. It's a story of broken relationships, houses divided, corporate rivalry, and a performance-enhancing broom. It was a year I'd like to forget. Broomgate. Available now. Well, hello again, everybody, and welcome to a special edition of Inside Curling. We'd like to uh, thank all our sponsors for supporting curling and encourage you to support them. How should I put this, Kevin and Warren? They say that breaking up is apparently not hard to do. (laughs) So many, so many changes over the last, I don't know, several hours in curling. Cooey, Jacobs, Botcher, Dunstan, Epping, Guju, they're all doing something, uh, so we thought we would come on and talk about all that. Again, we appreciate our sponsors, Sports Interaction, Coyote Tractor, Goldline, Nestle Boost, and Meridian. A bunch of these teams breaking up, and as someone tweeted out yesterday, oh, I get it. So as soon as the new cycle for the Olympics starts, they're going, we can't wait to uh, prepare ourselves and and win a gold medal. And then after the briar, our team's breaking up. <laughs> we don't, <laughs> we don't want to do it anymore. Uh, also, if that isn't enough, Team Mowat, not happy. Okay, not happy. I'll leave that as a teaser. Okay, we're going to talk about them. Team Guju, they're going to bring uh, EJ Harden is going to be their alternate. There's some changes there, so you can figure out that Jacobs won't be doing much with him. Uh, and then the women's side. Everyone heard of Jennifer Jones this week. Their team's breaking up, but she's uh, not going to stop curling. So we're going to talk about that. So crazy stuff, Kevin. Why don't, why don't you uh, take an hour and tell us all the teams that are breaking <laughs> up? Because it might take that long. Oh, yeah. You know what? So yeah, Jimmy, over the last day, it's only been just a few hours. There's lots of releases by all the various teams that the teams are splitting up. What we wanted to bring to everybody's attention here, talking to as many people that'll talk to me, Jim, not everybody wants to talk to me anymore, but (laughs) uh, talking to um, everybody across Canada, I think we've got some of the teams figured out. Now, will we be absolutely accurate? Well, maybe not, but pretty close, I think. So let's start with, of course, the, the big kahuna, Brad Gushu. They released that Brett Gallant would not be on the team. He's heading to Alberta, getting married to Jocelyn, which is fantastic, but moving to Alberta. And of course, so if you think about it, Gushu and then Mark Nichols, Jeff Walker, I believe is still going to be part of the team. But if you're going to pick up a second, who are you going to pick up in Canada? And Brad Jacobs, of course, their team is splitting up and he's actually going to walk away from the game for a little bit. I hope he doesn't for too long because he's really, really good, um, would be EJ Harnden. And that is who they're trying to, but I understand Warren that there's a bit of a battle going on at Curling Canada, and you might have to explain this, uh, you know it better than I, but you can't have two imports. And Jeff Walker, of course, him and Laura are having another, another little one, and they're just, they're just down the street from me in Edmonton, so they're definitely not from Newfoundland. And EJ certainly isn't either. So, Warren, I guess, first of all, your thoughts on the Gushu change, bringing in EJ uh, versus Brett. Can it be done, and does it improve the team? Well, here we go. <laughs> the residency rule, and that's what's uh, coming into play here. And uh, I find it interesting that many of these small provinces will fight to keep that residency rule in place. But here's an example 
of how it maybe hampers him. So you've got a, a really good team in, in Brad Gushu, probably right now the best team in Canada. He won the Olympic trials. He won the Briar. Who is any better? And to some degree out of his control, a player is going to move to Alberta to get married. And so all of a sudden, the two regulars in that team are out of province in the way of the lead in second. And by the current rules, that isn't allowed. So Brad, I think now is trying to convince Curling Canada to adjust the rule to do something for them on their behalf. But to some degree, it's a problem. And I'm not 100% sure how this works today. But back in my days at Curling Canada, to change something like the residency rule required the vote of the AGM. And at that point in time, the AGM had 28 votes from member associations and 10 from the board. So it was a 38 vote count. But that was changed a couple of years ago. And the votes went totally to the member associations, one each, so 14 votes. However, I do understand that part of that change involved that Curling Canada having the right to control the format and a lot of things to do with these championships. So maybe they do have the right to change that residency rule if they choose to do so. But this is not going to go away anytime soon if it isn't adjusted very quickly, because I don't think Brad Gushu is probably going to let it go. Do you, Kevin? Oh, no, I don't. I don't think so. Brad's getting older, and I think he feels that he's sort of the person that has to step up and 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 speak for for the players right now. So, anyway, yeah, it's a it's a big change. And uh, what do you think of EJ coming in instead of Brett? Does it does it strengthen uh, Brad's team? Well, EJ is a great player, and uh, I I don't know if it'll weaken it. I mean, so is Gallant. He's one of the best in the game. But uh, EJ is right up there as well. So uh, I think Brad's looked at this very carefully and has decided this is the best guy that uh, I can put in that spot to maintain our strength. And uh, that's what he wants to do. So he should be able to do it, in my opinion. Yeah, and EJ's a heck of a nice guy too. We had him on the show just a month ago or so. Anyway, uh, Team Cooey. Tim, Kevin Cooey. We, uh, of course, had the release from him and, and Benny Heaps um, that they're splitting up. Interesting that I hear that uh, Tyler Tardy out of BC, the, the junior really terrific young player out of BC is coming on to throw third with Brad Thiessen and Karik Martin on the Cooey team. So that's interesting. That's a big change in the, the world of curling. I know Kevin Cooey is probably pretty excited about that to have a really young third. In my opinion, uh, there hasn't been a, a person come out of junior like that to that level since Johnny Mole. And John, of course, just retiring this year from men's curling. So it's been a long time since we had a phenom player. So Kevin's probably pretty excited. Thoughts on that one, Warren? Yeah, I agree with you. I think John Morris was the last curler that really made that quick jump from from juniors right into the the men's scene. This is an interesting one that uh, Kevin Cooey has made this move. I mean, we all know that Tyler Tardy is a great player, but we haven't seen that much of him. And I kind of wonder how much has Kevin seen of him to know that uh, that that might very much uh, be a workable team. Certainly, he's very familiar with uh, with Brad and Kirk, and uh, I'm sure he's confident with them. But it'll be interesting to see how this whole team kind of fits together and how it molds with uh, this very young guy with these wily veterans. I mean, Jennifer Jones did that with Caitlin Laws a number of years ago, and we know how that worked out. So this may be a very good move for move for the Gooey team. It worked out pretty good for yeah, Jennifer, pretty good, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for a long time. Anyway, that's gonna be interesting. And one thing right away, I thought, is you've got uh, Kark and Brad that are quiet on the front end, just do their job. And uh, Tyler will be so young; he's not gonna say anything to Kevin. So after watching Kevin the last couple three years, <laughs> yeah. not get a word in edgewise at the T head, uh, Kevin's gonna be able to run the game himself completely. And that's going to be interesting to watch because that's different. Okay, let's go on to Team Botcher. So, of course, with Brad and 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 Karik being off of the Botcher team and Darren Molding, of course, well, we'll get into where he landed in a bit. 
you've got an interesting situation here where Brett Gallant, remember, he's not with Gushu anymore. He comes to Alberta. So he's moved on to the Botcher team, I understand, along with Mark Kennedy and Benny Hebert. Well, Mark off of Jacob's team, Benny off of Cooey's team, they've got together as a foursome, I understand. So that's interesting. I don't know who's throwing third. I've heard it from two or three different people that Mark's going to throw third, Brett's second, but I've heard from other people, Brett's going to throw third and Mark's going to throw second. Uh, both could do it, obviously. They're both really good curlers. Your thoughts on that one, Warren? Well, that's uh, some pretty special talent there on that team. But I think, as you've suggested, there could be a little bit of an issue there with regard to who plays third and who plays second. You got two of the world's best seconds there, but certainly we know as well that they both uh, are very good at the third spot. And Kennedy, great touch, uh, probably could be one of the best thirds in, in the world today, without question. And we got Brendan Botcher, who's now got this group of very, very talented people he's got to try to pull together. And of course, he's got Ben Hebert at the lead position, who again is no shrinking violet. And so um, Brennan's going to have a challenge, I think, in, in keeping everybody's head in the right place there and having them play the position that they really feel they want to play. And I, maybe that's already been decided between uh, Gallant and Kennedy, but I could see that being a little bit of a, a friction point. And there may be some chatter, Benny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could, could, could very something, well be uh, something Botcher's not used to. A, What's your son think of it, Kev? With the chatter, what's he going to do? He's pretty quiet. Well, no, Karks, he'll There won't be much chatter on the Cooey team because they're all no, quiet. So, it's a quiet yeah. team. <laughs> That's going to be a very quiet team. That bunch. Okay, let's move down the list here. We got uh, Maddie Dunstone was curling on a Saskatchewan. I understand he's going to be moving into Manitoba, and of course. Cooey's team changing. You've got B.J. Newfeld, a terrific third, uh, and kind of a tuck slider. You've got Dunstone's tuck slider. I understand they're getting together with Colton Lott, who's a very talented tucker out of Manitoba as well. And their import bringing in, I understand, is going to be Ryan Harnden off of Team Jacob. So that's uh, an interesting team. Tuck, tuck, tuck. What do you think? <laughs> well, it's going to be uh, probably one of the few teams we've seen in a long time with three tuckers on the same team. Again, lots of talent there. Lots just getting his feet wet these days, and uh, who knows for sure exactly how he might fit. Could be another very interesting team. I mean, Matt Dunstone has just been great on the edge. He's got the veteran and Newfeld now playing third for him, which is uh, maybe going to help him settle down a bit and be able to get a little closer. So interesting one to watch. Yeah, and you know what? Colton Lott, he's one of those guys lately that's really coming into his own. Yep. Like a very, very much improved player. So I'm excited to get to watch uh, Colton more. He's really good. Tanner Horgan, I'm going to try to go through these quick here. I understand Darren Molding out of Alberta is going to be playing with Tanner Horgan out of Northern Ontario. Now, I've heard this from quite a few different people, and this is Colin Hodgson. Hodgie, everybody loves Hodgie. Um, but he's had some trouble lately with, with all this COVID stuff. He's thinking of coming back. If he does, it'll be with Horgan. Because uh, Colin, he doesn't live in Winnipeg anymore. He lives in Red Lake in Northern Ontario. So he would play easily out of Northern Ontario because that's where he lives. And the second, I've got a question mark at second. So I do not know uh, who's going to throw second on that team. Um, I've been trying to find out. I, I just don't, I just simply don't have the answer. One thing that could be happening, I mean, I'm just spitballing here, Warren, is that if... If, if Tanner's paying attention to the problems with EJ and Gushu, if EJ doesn't get permission to play on the Gushu team, that would be a perfect fit on the Horgan team. Do you think there's any, any truth to that? Like, I, I'm spitballing here. I, I did not hear that from anybody. I think there could be. I, I think another problem that that team is going to face if, if it isn't EJ 
is uh, molding is already the import. So if the residency rules stay in place, <laughs> this could be another team in some trouble. They're going to have to find another player in Northern Ontario to keep the whole thing legal. So that could be another uh, problem they're facing right now, just trying, trying to see what happens with EJ before they make any moves in that direction, I would think. Okay, and on to uh, Team Epping. Now, that I've heard lots of stuff about Team Epping, and uh, so I, I, that's Ryan Fry, of course, and uh, Matt Cam, Brent Lang. You've got Pat Jansen in the mix there in Ontario. So I just don't know because I understand Glenn Howard's team. Glenn's going to keep curling. So that's, that's amazing. Glenn with Scott and uh, David Mathers and Tim March. I understand they're staying together. No change. So what happens on the Epping crew? And I just don't know the answer, but a really good team. But, they, you know, I don't think they did as well the last four years as they would have liked to. So your thoughts on, uh, I guess, Team Epping and, and Glenn continuing to curl. Well, I guess Team Epping is a bit of a mystery yet. And there's still a number of players out there that uh, haven't been filled into a spot yet. So, so maybe John's just waiting to see what's going to happen. And, and there could be some discussions going on with some of these guys that, that have been left hanging. Glenn Howard, isn't that something? We joked yesterday, Glenn, before the next curling season starts, is going to be eligible for the Masters, and he's going to back into a four-year run at the Briar and the Olympics. So good on him. Interesting, but to, to watch where that all goes. Epping, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, So, and then, of course, the only team I didn't talk about, because I, I, I have no idea, and that's Colton Flash's team, who have just been great. Colton Flash is a fantastic to skip i believe that he wants to skip so that team did well though so i'm not i don't know if there'll be any change there they're just they've just been purring along but i don't i don't know that and then of course retirements if i hope brad jacobs is not retiring but just stepping away for a little bit and johnny moe of course uh stepping away from men's curling so anyway that updates the men's side i hope i didn't confuse everybody too much and of course we will bring you more information as it comes down the pipe but i wanted everybody to know where things are sitting today we should also mention McEwen and Gunlinson. We don't know what's going on with them, but we understand they're probably not back together, but nobody has said yet for sure what they're doing. Is that correct? That's right. Well, Haji, of course, is, is, is talking about uh, curling out of Northern Ontario. And I know that um, there's been phone calls like crazy from these guys all over Canada, but they ha nope, there's no word as to who's teaming up with whom or how or what. Uh, but Colton Lott, obviously, I hear is not part of that mix as well. So that those two teams are kind of in a bubble of their own. And it'll be interesting to see how that all shakes out. A couple things, Kevin and Warren. Uh, if if Glenn Howard keeps uh, curling, Kev, we're going to see a grandchild of the Howards curling on that team pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> Holy man. A three-generation um, team. Yeah, I love it's it. It's like... Of all these people retiring, if I'm a betting man, oh, Glenn Howard's got to give it up. No, 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 he's going to keep going. Uh, fantastic. Uh, and Darren Molding, I, I guess he got an atlas for Christmas. He just keeps moving all over the country. <laughs> what the freak is going on there? Have Rockwell travel. I guess, yeah. Well, I, I, you know, he last, I don't know, he dropped into New Brunswick for about 10 minutes uh, before he's coming back out here. So, Jimmy, you, Jimmy, you make a good point. You know, I, I really wondered, I, I sat back, I wondered, would Kevin Cooey continue to curl? Would Mark Kennedy continue to curl? Would Ben Hebert continue to curl? Would Glenn Howard continue to curl? But I never once thought Brad Jacobs. Right. He's so good. He's, a, he's at the top of his game. He's one of the best in the world. And, and so funny, you know, all the ones I thought, are they going to play or not? They all played. And then one guy that it, I, did, I, I never even thought that would, would think about stepping aside for a sec is, uh, is Jacobs. So, but I, I, got, I got to reiterate, if, if, if Brad's listening to this, man, we do not want to see you gone from the game for long. Such an in, enjoyment watching him play. I guess the question is why. It's almost, it's almost like 
Did all these teams get together on a conference call and go, if you break up, we'll break up. You know, if you guys are going to do it, we're going to do it. You know, it, it, why, why, Kevin? Why did all this change? It's the most ever. I've never seen anything like this. It's just, I guess, one of those things. And, you know, you're talking great athletes. So they're going to, you know, they're, they're shuffling the deck. But these are all going to be really good teams anyways. Mm-hmm. But it's just kind of funny that it's all happening in one year. It's just, it's kind of crazy. But the problem comes back to this thing again, and uh, should Curling Canada change this residency rule, which uh, who knows, that could all impact what's happening here because these people are all making these shuffles to try and abide by that residency rule, which again, they shouldn't have to, but that's what they're doing. And now if that was to change, hmm, interesting. If the Gushu change happens, you mean? Yes. Well, yeah, there could be more decks shuffling. That'd be exciting. Have to have another special episode. <laughs> Should have a draft. <laughs> That's right. Guys are going to try and get citizenship cards for each province. Okay, so there you have it. 25 teams are changing. <laughs> I'm trying to keep doing the, doing the math, man. Uh, interesting stuff, uh, so we'll have to wait and see. Okay, that's on the men's side. Breaking up is easy to do, I guess. Kev, what about the women's side? What's going on? Oh, boy. Well, Jennifer Jones set the whole country upside down when uh, their terrific team of uh, Caitlin and and, uh, and uh, Jocelyn, of course, Peterman, and Don McEwen retiring, which is a good on good on Don. Like, you know, she's just been great for a long, long time. And, of course, we're all going to miss watching her play, but but that's okay. You know what? That's, that's the way it's supposed to be. Um, when you do really, really good and you, you've had enough, you retire, and that's just fine. But Jennifer ends up taking over the Zacharias team, which is really exciting. It's got to be really exciting um, for that young team to have somebody like Jennifer with that much knowledge uh, about the game, and they all can learn from her. I think that's going to be fantastic. Will they be super strong out of the gate? I, I, I don't think so. But is this going to help the team in the long run? Absolutely. The, the neat one here, though, is Caitlin. So what does Caitlin do? Of course, we're all wondering that. I understand um, through the grapevine that it's Selena ne- Nejavin uh, at third, Jocelyn Peterman at second, and Kristen McCush at lead. So that's an interesting team, Warren. What do you think? And, and what do you think of uh, Jones's team as well? Well, a Jones's team, of course, Jennifer started the uh, whole idea of a five-person team with her for her old team, and it appears as though she's con- going to continue down that r- route to have five players actually all involved in playing on a regular basis. I'm wondering if quite likely this is maybe going to give her a chance as well to maybe step back from a lot of these uh, events and let the, the four young ones go, and then Jennifer will come in at the key times. going to be interesting to watch and see exactly how that shakes down, but I think we need to emphasize that's going to be a real five-person team, not just a four-person team with an alternate. So that'll be interesting. Caitlin. I think Caitlin's wanted to skip for quite some time. Uh, Certainly from her junior days, she is very good as a skip. And that should be a really solid team. And I think one to watch without question, particularly if she can carry through with the the skipping and the things the way she did when she was a junior. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no. Strong for sure. Just interesting. That's a big change for Caitlin. Um, Team Holman, of course. Everybody wondering with Rachel. I believe Rachel's still going to curl, which is great for everybody. Um, now, a bird told me, and I'm not positive I'm right, uh, Dana uh, Ferguson and Rochelle Brown uh, are interested, and I don't know if this is and this is penned in yet, so, you know, when I get back <laughs> to the Savile, <laughs> Dana will be standing by the door tapping her toe ready to hit me coming through the, through the door, but partnering up with Rachel. But a third position is interesting. I, I do not know. Now, I, Rachel and, and Sarah Wilkes really get along great, but Sarah, I understand, is going to Ontario. Her and Mick Lismore, her husband, they... Uh, they're moving to Ontario, so she'll be playing out of there. 
So who throws third for Rachel? I don't know. I've got a question mark in that spot, but I'm going to, I'm going to name some names that haven't been spoken for yet. Now I, I believe team Anderson is going to stay the same. I don't think they'll change. Why would they? They just keep winning everything. But uh, you've got Emma Miskew, Ontario. You've got Sarah Wilkes, Ontario. Lisa Weagle, Ontario. Kelsey Rock, Alberta. Hmm. Could she fit in with Holman? I don't know. Daniel Shememan, though, a Kelsey's third, is a really good player. They're same age, won the juniors together. You know, if Kelsey goes over to Rachel, then huh, that, that kind of makes a mess of, of their skipping third stuff. Laura Walker. You know, she's kind of the wild card in this one with because such such an obviously good player, but having a little one in, in July. So will she want to come back for this winter or not? We don't know. And then, of course, Chelsea Carey. So those are some big names, Warren. And I haven't even mentioned uh, the number one female curler in Canada in the world is Tracy Fleury. I haven't even named her because I don't know what's going on. What do you got? <laughs> well, I believe there's going to be an opportunity here for some uh, things to happen. I, I think you probably look at the Rachel Holman thing, if in fact you are correct with uh, Ferguson Brown being part of the front end, maybe it's a natural that Kelsey Rock will end up as the third in that team. Or as you suggested, maybe Laura Walker. Uh, when we look at Sarah Wilkes and Emma Miskew and maybe Lisa Weagle, all in Ontario, well, Tracy Fleury isn't far away. She's in northern Ontario. So that could, by the residency rules that exist, that could be a legal team without question, and I think would be a pretty strong one. So lots of things yet to unfold, but uh, I think we're giving some of our suggestions as to how it might fold out and uh, be interesting to see what happens. Okay, crazy stuff. Uh, Kev, I thought you were going to say, uh, uh, by the way, Brad Jacobs just announced a minute ago he's going to uh, curl with uh, Team Flurry. No, we can't. <laughs> Mixed doubles. <laughs> Mixed doubles? That'd be fun. That'll be another day. We'll have to talk about that. Uh, it's funny, you know, we interviewed Emma Miskew. We've done, we've done it a couple of times. And we, uh, we opened up that interview with her and ended it with her congratulating that they've been together for like 20 years, <laughs> yep. her and Rachel Holman. Right? They said, yeah, we've got the longest. They're, they're going to win the award for longevity. Not so much anymore. So crazy stuff. Anyway, good, good job, Kev, uh, break, breaking that down. Well, Jimmy, hang on, though, but with Rachel being in Alberta and Dana and Rochelle both Alberta, they could import Emma. Yeah. So don't, don't, we can't say that that won't happen because that would be within the rules. We can't say that won't, they won't still be a partnership yet. See, I knew I had this perfectly straight. Lots of loose ends. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of loose ends, yeah. Team Mowat, this might be the uh, craziest surprise of all with all these changes. Scottish Curling has decided that they won't send Team Mowat to the world. They're going to send... Is it Team Patterson that they're going to send? Yes. What the frick happened there? What's going on? Well, I'm not sure exactly what went on, except we do know in Scotland this is all done by a selection committee, and somebody decided, however, Team Mowat is not happy. And I'll read a statement that they put out, I think, two days ago. Starts, we are very disappointed with the outcome of the selection process for the 2022 World Men's Curling Championship in Vegas. We take great pride in being full-time athletes and always look forward to representing Scotland when given the opportunity. We wish Team Patterson all the best at the championship. It is regretted that there was an avoidable clash of dates with the Scottish championship and our return from the Winter Olympic Games. We would have relished the opportunity to participate in both. We feel disappointed that a simple selection process such as this required legal intervention by some other interested parties to ultimately achieve a final decision. The mishandling of the selection process has been out with the control of the teams under consideration for selection. In the best interest of the athletes, we require robust and transparent change to ensure the mismanaged sequence of events over the past two weeks and beyond are never repeated. Team Mowat. 
not happy. Wow. Like, if you're Team Patterson, might you read that and go, hey, give me a break here, Mowat. So, so we got picked. But why would you not go with Mowat, Warren, even through all his statement there? Yeah. I'm reading between the lines here. And when he says, we feel disappointed that a simple selection process sense of this required legal intervention by some other interested parties to ultimately achieve a final decision, sounds like to me that much like the situation with Gushu and the wildcard position in Canada, that it also was a challenge legally, we are finding out, mm-hmm. that I'm thinking that maybe... The way their whole setup was written, maybe Patterson is the one that challenged them. Doesn't say, but something happened that was a a little off-center from what I see. What do you think, Kevin? Boy, yeah, it's exciting times all over the world in curling. And you know what? And that's what happens when a sport grows at the the rate curling is growing worldwide right now. Um, And you know what? I think that's probably a good thing in the big picture but not so good in the small picture. And it looks like a date. There was the uh, championships were put on a conflicting date. Should, could they have been um, a different date so everybody could have competed? It sounds like Bruce and company definitely think it could have, but it wasn't, which, of course, made it so Bruce uh, uh, and their team couldn't play, which left the door open for Team Patterson or Team White or any of the other really good teams. Scotland's actually deep right now with really good teams. Uh, but no question, their number one on the men's side is Bruce Mallet. Yeah, if you were running curling in Scotland, Kevin, there, there's no way you wouldn't have picked Bruce Mallet, is there? Well, yeah, but, uh, well, but, but, but apparently not the way they're thinking. So interesting, you know, I don't know if David Murdoch would come on the show with us and explain it, but that'd be sure fun. Uh, Warren, if they ever drop the residency rule altogether, uh, you're going to, you know, you'll see guys from Europe playing with guys from Canada. Well, maybe one day. I mean, that's called a world championship of the best curlers, I guess. I don't know. Well, yeah, Jim, like the Edmonton Oilers aren't all Edmonton people. There's people from all over the world. Exactly. So I, why not? And if you're pissed, if you're pissed like Mallet is, he might be the first guy to step up going, okay, I'm forming a team with Jacobs. I, I have another solution for Canada. We could maybe try and take the same rule that Scotland does at the world level because you see Scotland, Ireland, Wales, and England are kind of looked at as we're like four provinces, right, in the country of Great Britain. Well, maybe we could apply to the World Curling Federation to have the 10 provinces in Canada recognize the same way as Scotland is. So then we could have possibility of 10 more teams participating at the world level. What do you think? Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> we better save that for another day <laughs> yeah for another day although on a positive side kevin you've always spoken about and so have you warren you've always spoken about they got to bring young kids in you know to to have a chance uh to develop and uh you know and and, and stay as a, a high performance curler uh some of these changes will, will bring in young members kev right so it's 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 got to be a positive thing from that side well, um, well, we went down the list. Colton Lott is coming into the mix. It looks like with Dunstone, you got Tyler Tardy coming in with Cooey. But there's not a lot of others that I mentioned, I don't think. No. Well, Zacharias' team, which I'm so happy about. Jennifer's going to be great leading that crew. But, Jim, I don't see a lot of that. No, we had a talk with Mark Nichols um, only a couple of days ago about a training camp system for the young players, and we could have people like Mark Nichols actually be at the training camp, not to learn, but to teach. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be great to have a bunch of young people learn from him and Brad Gushu and Kevin Cooey and and, uh, and you name it across the board that they could learn from uh, Brett Gallant people like that and it'd be just great and that, that that I really hope if they can take anything out of inside curling I sure hope they take that one because Mark Nichols loved that idea I love the idea of getting training camps across Canada I really hope 
they attack that because that would really help our young people and give people like Brad Gushu and Mark Nichols and, and Kevin Cooley and all these guys and Jennifer Jones the ability to look at these young players and realize who's good mm-hmm. across the country. And then the young people will have a chance to get on these teams. But right now, you brought up a point earlier, Warren. How much has Kevin Cooley seen Tyler Tardy play? Yeah, We don't really know. And Tyler's the best young person coming up you know if that's the case we need to have these young players exposed more to the older top players far more often i'm changing my take from there's a lot of young guys i'm gonna say you know what there's not enough young guys in these changes (laughs) (laughs) anyway good stuff uh so there you go our special edition of uh i'm surprised we got this done in 20 minutes and i bet there'll be more warren i bet there'll be more uh coming down the pipe yes oh i'm sure it's not over yet. So there you go, uh, everyone. I uh, hope we brought you up to date on that. You can do the math and try and figure it out. Lots and lots and lots of changes happening in curling. Uh, we want to remind you, uh, we also did a great interview with Eve Muirhead a few days ago, and that'll be posted uh, this week. Thank you to all our sponsors, Sports Interaction, Coyote Tractor, Goldline, Nestle Boost, and Meridian for bringing you our weekly show of Inside Curling and, of course, our special edition. If you want to email us, InsideCurling at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Join our Facebook group uh, and our Facebook page is growing all the time. Thanks a lot to Rod Paulson for looking after that. And if we read your email, uh, we're going to send you a digital copy of Warren's book. Okay, Kev, anything happened in the last 30 seconds before we go? (laughs) My phone hasn't went off in the last 30 seconds, Jim. I think we're good. Everybody enjoy this, uh, this special edition. Enjoy the talk we had with Eve Muirhead because it was great too. Warren, you, you you listen for the changes, Warren. I got a feeling we're going to do another special edition at 4 o'clock. And Kevin's phone is going to be ringing for all those ones that we got wrong. <laughs> oh, Dana. Dana's going to bonk me over the head with her slow pitch bat as soon as I walk in the salvo. You said what? Where'd you get that from? <laughs> Good. Why should I be the only guy who's wrong? Good. I'm glad Kevin might be wrong. <laughs> okay, boys. Back to doing what you're doing. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. You've been listening to Inside Curly. Thanks, Jim. Thanks, Jim. Thanks, Jim.